Ashamai, Achoi Soiskos, Podlediad Consortium Knobach the Day. And a Podlediad Hun, but looking clowered, a troubled day fed do with Ara and Bob Math or Bethe Arisk. Hello and welcome to SCOS, the Central South Consortium podcast. In this podcast, we'll bring you the very latest discussions on all things education. Hello and welcome to the Central South Consortium podcast. In 2021, in collaboration with schools and universities in the region, we created a publication called 10 Ways to Support Initial Teacher Education in Schools. This is the third episode in a series of 10, each exploring one of the 10 ways that schools can offer the right kind of environment where both student teachers and school can flourish. The title of this podcast is Prioritise Wellbeing. My name is Sean Watkins and I'd like to introduce you to Gavin Gibson, who is subject mentor at Mary Immaculate High in Cardiff. Hi, Gavin. Hello. Lovely to see you again. (laughs) Um, Gavin, we... um, talk about the right kind of environment where students, teachers and schools can flourish. Um, and so obviously we need to be thinking about well-being. But I don't know about you, I, I think all teachers can remember their initial teacher education as being a pretty stressful time. Do we just need to accept that or is there much that schools can do to alleviate that stress, do you think? Yeah, I think there really is uh, opportunities for us as mentors and schools to really uh, so ease that burden they, they they feel doing that first year. I remember my first year in teachers training just being so hard. Um, those trips driving home from school and just thinking, why on earth am I doing this? Mm. Um, so I think for us, our role is is really important in that. Um, and in our school, we like to sort of there's really three key things we I think that help students get over those initial challenges. Really, um, and I just want to highlight some of those for you. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so firstly, uh, I think really important off the bat is that induction and introduction to the school is massively important. Mm. And when those students come in and they understand the procedures within the school and how the school runs confidently, then they just become a far better teacher when they know that they can comfortably use the behaviour for learning policy in the school and they know the students understand that they know. It just makes their life 10 times easier, I really feel. So that first initial introduction, get them to know the system so that they can really use them effectively throughout their time in the school. Secondly, I think it's really important that mentors um, understand that these students, they're not the finished article. They're nowhere near that. I think most teachers will recognise themselves. They're still growing, even 16, 20 years in the profession, they're learning new things. Uh, And these students are literally fresh at a university or fresh or wherever they've come and they are learning and they will make mistakes and it's okay they make mistakes and our job as mentors is to really coach them through those mistakes because they'll know where they went wrong and often if they can come up with their understanding their ideas of why they went wrong and where they went wrong they feel empowered they feel far more part of the improvement process really for themselves and I think that's what we all try to strive to do as teachers to improve ourselves constantly. And uh, we've got to remember that they are very much not the finished article and that they are growing in our school and we've got to encourage that growth. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And then finally, something I've always done, and I've always found it really useful. And I think being a science teacher, it comes a little bit easier for us, is I've always given my student teachers a space to work. And normally it's in a prep room or it's in the science workroom here. 
but it's a place where they are part of the faculty, where the faculty come every single day in between lessons to, to grab books, to grab pens, whatever it is they do, those students are embedded within our department, they're part of it. Um, and I, I firmly believe that they, they learn by osmosis. They see all the other, other teachers in the department working, discussing ideas, discussing things that went well, and they pick up on all those things. And equally, they pick up on those things when the lesson didn't go so well. Mm. When that teacher had a, a rough lesson with you in nine on a Friday afternoon, and they get that sense that, oh, it's okay to mess up. It's, it's okay that it doesn't always go right. I'm not gonna be perfect all the time. I think that's just something that's so key and fundamental to them growing and developing um, and not having this complex that I'm not good enough because I've got something wrong. Um, so really that's something we always give them. And I think it's um, it's been one of the keys to us having such a successful sort of set of students coming through our department really. And um, it just works for their wellbeing too. Yeah, I, I really like that idea because um, you don't really think about space very often when you think about wellbeing. But Yes, when student teachers come into a school, they're very aware, aren't they, that they are the guests in that school and they they don't know where to sit necessarily. They don't know where to put their bags. They don't know where to put their files, etc., their, their computers and so on. So to actually be able to mark that out and say, here you go, this is your space. This is where you're welcome. Well, they're welcome everywhere, I'm sure. But this is this is where you're welcome to spread yourself out a little bit um, and also be part of a team. It's a really great idea. Yeah, I think. And what I've seen anyway, when they are part of that team, it just increases their productivity. They, they learn things. They can speak to technician. How do you do this? How do you do that? They can talk to other teachers. How would you teach this? And you, you engage in those learning discussions. And I think ultimately increases, increases their productivity and increases their well-being as well. I think when they're part of that team, they feel safe. They feel supported. They feel, um, yeah, they feel that they can fail forward and, and, and improve all the time. And they're not going to be judged on that. So I think it's massively important they do become completely part of the team when they're here. I like that. I like that, that idea of feeling safe and supported. Um, presumably, regular mental meetings are an important part too, yeah, of providing student teachers well-being. Uh, do you have any advice about that? Well, regular meetings are a, a godsend when you're a mentor, especially if you've got more than one. Um, they just become a space where you get to stop and you get to switch out the, the, the day of teaching and just spend time with that student. Um, when I do it, I like to sort of really just just hold that space and let them talk. And I encourage the mentor, the student students to be sort of really organized. So when they come to me, they know what they want to talk about. They know what they need to do. And they can just talk. And very often it's just a case of holding that space and coaching them through that role. And they'll tell you how their week's been and they'll tell you what's gone well and they'll tell you what hasn't gone well. And then you can just allow them as they talk and you let them talk. They'll often come up with their own set of uh, targets for next week and that's what I like to do really it's just and uh, if there's anything that I've picked up from other members of staff we we talk about it we discuss things um, like so for example several teachers have noticed you you talk when when the class are still talking you know don't do that Let, let's work on a let's make sure this week now in every class that when we ask three day in Dimsharad they are silent before we talk and you know you can have those re sort of sometimes quite hard discussions as well because they sort of they understand that they're doing it and they often do it because they're nervous 
But if you can have that sort of compassionate discussion with them about that, you can see improvement. And it gives you opportunity that if it doesn't improve, you can see that, look, last week we said this. We haven't seen that. Do you ever talk to them as well during those mental meetings about um, perhaps beyond just their teaching in the classroom, but beyond the, the wider scope of things and how they well they are doing or how well they're feeling? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's that's the skill of a mentor is to read your read your tutor in those sessions. You can. Um, and you can see the ones who are just getting bogged down with with assignments from you call from university and work in school. And sometimes you have to have those conversations. You say, what do you do outside of school? What do you do to combat that? What is your how do you release that sort of the stress in your life? Because we all need that. We all need to kind of empty our stress bucket a little bit. Um, what do you do? And so often students are totally engrossed in this year. Everything is for this year. Everything is for the PGC. Um, and I actively encourage them, look, no, no, it's the weekend now. Leave your work here. Don't take your books home. Off you go. Enjoy your weekend. Come back. It'll all be here on Monday and we can start again. So, yeah, th th that's one of the joys of, of the regular meeting is you get to see that every week. You get to see the student, how they are, how is their body language? How are they talking to you? And, and from that, you can gauge their, their well-being. And sometimes it is those conversations of go on. Go home now. Let's just pause. Have tonight off. We'll come back and start again tomorrow. And I think they're really important discussions to have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So um, that's really important in terms of thinking about the well-being, the, 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 the full 360 well-being, if you like, well-being in the classroom and well-being at home to make sure that they take advantage of uh, things like exercise and diet and um you know rest and relaxation to make themselves more productive teachers but what about the well-being of everyone around the student teachers because the title of this podcast is prioritize well-being it's not prioritize well-being of student teachers there's a lot of people who are involved um in their experience and including things like mentors and of course the pupils themselves yeah i think um for the mentors themselves, those those regular meetings are are vital because they become a space where they say you can stop, switch off all your other school stuff and focus on that student. And as everyone who's ever been a mentor will know, there's an awful lot of paperwork that comes with it. Um, and it's got to be done on time at the right time. I think mentors often get um, stuck with this role and sometimes it can be stressed. There's lots and lots of paperwork. Uh, there's lots and lots of time spent speaking with students. And I think we've got to maintain that, the well-being for that member of staff too. And I think that regular timetable slot is so important. If you can speak to your senior mentor and get yourself a timetable slot where that is just for you, and you know for that hour that you can concentrate solely on that student, then it's going to make a massive impact on you. When those meetings are organised and the student is organised, you can get so many of those forms and those little bits done that you don't need to worry about them then in the week so i really do feel get that timetable lesson slot out the way so you've got that time and that's your time when you spend entirely with that student it's really important that the pupils feel safe and one of the ways that we can do that is as a school is really clearly defining our procedures for safeguarding if we can do that well in school I know they get a sense of that in the college and the university, but it's 
it's not the same. When we go into a school, each school is different and the, the procedures are slightly different. So I think it's really important they get a good explanation of the procedure in the context of the school in which they're in. And then they can feel safe and the student pupils can feel safe and everyone feels safe there ultimately, which leads to an increased well-being. Of course, of course. So really, the senior mentor plays a big role in all of this then, because it's the senior mentor's responsibility to look after the mentors um, and perhaps to provide that introduction at the start of the for so that the pupils are properly safeguarded and supported. And you also mentioned at the beginning of this about things like behaviour management. And so you get that consistency of experience for, for pupils. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. There's some really good um, tips and advice there, Gavin. And I really appreciate you um, spending this time with me to talk about it. Um, well-being is certainly a national priority. Uh, and when it comes to student teachers going out to school, sometimes the focus can be so much on standards and meeting requirements that sometimes it's easy to forget that student teachers need their well-being looked after too so it's been an important podcast but that's all we have time for um i'd like to thank you gavin uh for your experience and your advice there as subject mentor and uh to our listeners please remember that this is one in a series of 10 please look out for our other episodes and if you want to read more the publication 10 Ways to Support Initial Teacher Education in Schools is available on the Central South Consortium website. Diolch am rando ar y bennod hon o sgwrs. Cofiwch ein dilyn ar Twitter a Facebook, tan ysgrifio ein sianel YouTube, a mino yn cymunedau ar ein gwefan a darllen ein bulletin ysgolion athnosol am y newyddion diwyn araf. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sgwrs. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, join our online communities via our website and read our weekly school bulletin for the latest news. Bye for now.